Welcome to Sufficiently Black, the podcast that explores what it means to be comfortable in your blackness. I'm Janae, here with my co-host. Kia, what's up? Um, so we're a little short this week. Amari, our, our baby girl, her life's busy. She's moving and shaking, but she'll be back um, in the next episode. So love you, girl. Love you. Um, we have a Discord. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube. Follow all those things. Pay attention to those things. Keep up with us. Talk to us. Say hello. Um, other than that, Kia, what's new in life? What's going on with you? Man. I don't know. A lot. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to be better in, you know, coming up with some creative brainstorms for work. Trying to, you know, be productive. I'm trying to really work on routine. So I have a habit tracker and I work on, like, making sure I get up on time, making sure I, like, do my daily stretches, making sure I do, like, my daily routines. Because I realize without the routine... I just feel so lost and like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I'm also trying to journal more so just trying to establish some more routines um your girl's apartment's coming together after this week it's gonna look really different it's gonna look amazing and yeah your girl's out here thriving I come alive in the springtime it was only a matter of time but your girl is out of hibernation she's she's thriving and I hope I continue to thrive in certain departments and yeah, that's that's what's up with me. What's up with you? Um, let's see. Work is hectic and busy. I'm doing some traveling for work. Um, I am hosting the Ride With Me uh show on th- I work for Thrillist. Like have I ever said that on this podcast? But I work for a you company called have. Thrillist. <laughs> and um I'm hosting a YouTube show. I'm also working on, you know, a few different projects for them along with having a nine to five of being a staff writer as well. So that's busy. Me and Kia were just talking before this saying like we have to schedule time to see our friends now and it's like it's never really been like that where it's like, uh, 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 when are you free? When are you free? Um, in my life life, I'm actually for the first time trying to be conscious of what I eat and cut out things. Like uh, what? Like this time around, I guess, or for like this month, I'm trying to eat less bread and less cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And also drink a gallon of water every day, which I've been doing, but I fell off and now I'm getting back on. Um, So I'm trying to, you know, work on my health, go to the gym four times a week, do all that great stuff, which I'm very sore right now. It's fine. I'll survive. Um, What else is happening? Oh, something that has been bringing me absolute joy. I've just really been powering through reality TV shows and it's been fantastic um i started young rich and african and y'all i want to love it but i just i don't know i don't know do you not like the show or the people it's a little bit of both like the characters seem very very dramatic 
and they in every reality tv show they make so much out of little things right yeah but in this it's like their acting is worse like they're not really yeah. good at acting but you know like nollywood movies like i yes. feel like it's just like the whole it's like, just like nollywood. that yeah it's just like that like i just watched a scene spoil well this isn't a spoiler because i don't remember anyone's names or details Two <laughs> characters got into an argument and they're like best friends and they're a boy and a girl. Um, okay, I know who you're talking about. You the know who I'm talking about. Her? Wait, she's actually fucking hilarious. She's No, she's hilarious. She's hilarious, but she's like... The argument just started out of thin air. Literally, she went to him to talk to him about his relationship because she had just hung out with his girlfriend and his girlfriend was telling her how he's been messing up. So she went with him to be like, listen, your girlfriend told me this. And then he just like, she literally says, so I talked to your girlfriend and he's like, what about you? What about you? And I'm like, what? What is this? What is this? She literally said one sentence and he's like, what about you? You gold digger. That might be the editing. It's a, it's a Bentley or nothing for you. And I'm like, what how did we get here and now she's crying i'm like what um oh, i can't wait till you finish this series oh my god you finished it yeah oh god it's seven, okay it's only seven episodes oh okay so i watched um, one a day for and i finished it in a week <laughs> okay it was a, um, it was addicting the other show that I just started watching, it's from the creators of Love is Blind. It's called. Oh, um, I know. Show. I knew you were going to bring this up. The one girl. that they have. They have. To, uh, it came out today, right? Yes. It's called the. Okay, um, I'm going to watch it after this. The what? what is it called when you give somebody an option? And ultimatum. They ultimatum. The ultimatum. 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 <laughs> yes. The ultimatum. Girl, I'm definitely going to speed <laughs> through this before finishing young rich and african because i'm all bitch i'm already hooked hook line and oh, sinker what i'm all of I'm all of these people tonight. all kia please all of these people are unhinged they're sitting here Ooh. at 23 years old 23 years old like i just want to be mara and it's so obvious it's so obvious that they don't actually want to be married but that they just like like the idea of marriage and that's yeah. it it's so obvious. I'm like, this is stupid. And for once, I'm siding with a lot of the men. A lot of the men are like Ooh. 20. Ooh. Exactly. A lot of the men are like 23, 24, 25. And they're saying, I love you. But financially, I don't feel stable enough to get married. And I don't think you need to be rich to get married. But at the same time, at the age of 23, 24, 25, not feeling ready and feeling like you need to be more stable that's very understandable yeah are they from the south or something i don't know i think they're from a little bit of everywhere but i did have epiphany speaking of that Mm. because i remember on this podcast i said i wanted my my whoever i'm dating to live alone and then i realized that if they don't live alone not not at their their parents house but they live with a roommate more of the money will go to me and i kind of like that idea so now oh. I'm considering things. You mean like if they they have more money to spend on you if they're paying less in rent? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, beneficial for me. I like that. I just don't know if living in the New York City area, that's a realistic ask. 
it's definitely preferable, but it's so expensive in the tri-state area. So like I'm not. See, I would say that. that I'm not gonna fault you, but I would say it's doable just because again, a, a lot, almost ninety percent of my female friends do do it. You, that's a good point. <laughs> if they were, if point. they weren't doing it, I'd be like, yeah, I can't ask for what I can provide, but I can't ask for what I provide. You, you make a good point because more and more of my female friends are getting their own. It's for me, it's half and half actually. It's like half live alone, half have roommates. So mine's like ninety percent live alone. Mm. Mm. So, um, and the opposite for my guy friends, I think it's about zero percent. <laughs> but we did we did look at that article that said like women in the Jersey City, New York area make more than men. I don't know why they didn't really give context as to why, but um, yeah, no, there's. Yeah, life is interesting. I don't know. Mm. But back to that show. I got to look. I got to. Um, I'm definitely going to look at that. I was going to watch X on the Beach, but this seems a little better. So I'm going to watch this. Girl. Um, but it's... I do think. I'm excited. I do think it's wild to. I just think back like when I was. I don't know. Just like 23, 24. And I was like, Ugh. like, if it doesn't work out with this guy, I'll be single forever. And I. <laughs> That's kind of how know. they're talking. That's kind of how they're talking in the show. Like, they're legit like, oh, I'm 23. I've been in a relationship with this person for a year and a half. Like, I don't want to start over again. And I'm like, sweetie, you're 23. Sweetie, you just, and some of them, like, just graduated from college. They're like, I just graduated from college. And, you know, I just, I don't want to do this over again. I'm like, girl, you're a child. I think it's like scarcity mindset, but it's also like how many times do people say like, oh, you meet your college, meet your husband in college, and then you meet someone and then you're like, oh, wait, if I don't, I can't go back to college, just meet someone. I have to like find him in the real world. And it's a little scary. Not saying that means like you should just marry whoever you met in college, but I, I do understand like if people are shoving this idea like, oh, you go to college, you meet someone, you marry and that's it you don't really know what you don't know. So, like, I feel like at 25, it felt like, oh, my God, I only have five years to 30. I'm single. I'm this, this. And how am I going to get there? But it's like, I'm going to get there. I don't know how. Like, there's, like, an analogy I really like. It's like, if I wanted to drive from New Jersey to California right now, I could. I could do it. I don't know, like, where, where the roads are right now, but I could do it. I could put in the GPS and I could see, like, with my headlights, every step that I need to go and take it one by one. And I, I will get there. So I think it's kind of just, like, believing in the process of, like, I don't know, in my late 20s, it'll all work out. Or, like, in my early 30s, it will all work out. Um, but I do kind of think about that now. If I, like, were to meet someone now and we dated for, like, two years, then we broke up, like, I would be 29, and that's a little scary. I'm not saying the world ends at 30, but it is a little scary to be like, damn, I got to start over. I got to think, reassess some things. And it is scary, but I also think there's, like, beauty in, like, having relationships that don't need to be the end-all, be-all, too. So That's what I'm trying to find the beauty in right now. Like, I'm trying to feel more positively about the idea 
of being like, you know, I just want to meet people. I feel every time people say that and they're like, oh, I just want to meet people in reference to the opposite sex. I always kind of roll my eyes because I think because of my past relationship, the idea of men and women being friends seems like a fallacy. Um, And I somewhat still do believe that, but I'm trying to go into situations now with like, do I like this person even as my friend instead of putting pressure on it of date, 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 partner, potential partner, potential partner. How are, wait, I've how been are doing you meeting that. these people? Are you meeting them on dating apps? Yeah, for the most part. Or just like going out and stuff like that. But even that. Yeah. And, but still, even on dating apps, I feel like obviously it's a dating app. It's there for a reason. I'm not saying I'm going into it like, we can just be best friends. I'm going on here specifically looking for friends. No, I'm saying, okay, obviously there's an attraction here. Before I think about what would this person look like as my boyfriend, let me put more of the focus on getting to know them and figuring out if I even like them as a person before mm. jumping to boyfriend. That's and really I get hard. it, you're on a dating app for a reason, but... I've been thinking about dating in one way for 28 years and it hasn't been working. So now I'm kind of like, okay, let me change things up. And I see a lot of other people who go into dating and they're like, I just want to meet new people. I just want to have fun. And those seem to be the people who have the most luck and have a splish splash wet ass date in life. So I'm like, let me try to adapt that mindset and maybe something will change for me. Who knows? I think I think those are two different things, though, because I think you can adapt that mindset. But I think ugh, Girls Gotta Eat had a really great episode about this with Maria the Matchmaker. But she was talking about like the whole phase. And I we already had that episode, but I hate that word because it just it's such a negative like connotation. But she was saying how like that phase is more so of a mindset. So it's more so of like, I know I deserve a good time. I'm going to like always have a good time. I was going to prioritize like having fun and enjoying and like saying what I want in the bedroom, saying what I want, like, anyway, and then, like, making that time for the dates. Because I feel like people say they want to date, and then they, like, don't actually go on the date. So it's like, wait, you, you actually need to, like, set aside time to, like, be like, I'm going to go on. I'm going to, like, take this conversation to the next level. And I think, like, having that mindset is really helpful because it's, like, you, there's not a lot of pressure on you, and you're also, like, advocating your, for yourself without any, like, kind of – kind of like a negative thing I guess and I don't know that that episode really like kind of changed my mentality on things instead of being like I want to find my person I want to find my person it's like no I'm actually gonna have fun I'm gonna like advocate for myself and Mm -hmm. like what comes out of it is what comes out of it hopefully something good but like regardless I know at the end of the day like I'm having fun and I'm like putting myself first and there's something like really powerful about that yeah and I don't that's exactly what I want I don't want a hoe phase. I don't want to be out here, you know, hoeing around, having sex with multiple people. I want to have fun. I want to put myself first. And I want to have opportunities to meet people and say, "Mm, this doesn't feel right, so I'm going to stand up for myself and and walk away. Or this does feel right, and I'm going to put myself out there. Like, that's that's what I want. Um, I've just always had a really, really hard time getting to that stage in life and I know that there are so many other factors beyond me um that have impacted me having a hard time with that but 
That's what I want. I don't, I don't think you have to look at them as friends, though. I think you could still look at them as, like, a potential something fun, maybe more. Like, mm. you know? Like, I don't yeah. think, like, I don't think the friendship mindset is really going to work in your favor because uh, as guys we fuck says, no adult male wants to be your friend. Yeah. And I just don't see a guy, like, receiving that well when they're on a dating app. Like, I just think your batting average is going to be pretty much zero. Yeah. But I agree with that. And I guess I need to figure out exactly what I want because when I put the pressure on it of saying I want a boyfriend and I want a relationship, the shit never works. No, so that's I don't, why I'm yeah. kind of like, I don't, it, I do want to go into it being intentional. I just want to get to know someone and genuinely like them and then decide from there. But at the same time, every time I go into this saying I want love and I want a relationship, I want a boyfriend, it never works. So how about we go into it saying like I want a relationship and a boyfriend, but until I get that, I'm going to enjoy the journey because mm. I feel like mm. if the journey is half the battle. So, yes, we might get there. Do we know off jump? Is this person going to be my boyfriend? No, it's not like that's not how it works, but you can enjoy the journey to getting there. And worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, but you already enjoyed the journey. And I think Enjoy that's the journey. It. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like this. I like yeah, this. That's all you can do. <laughs> anyway, should we move on? <laughs> yeah. I Let's hope you guys go to enjoy this week. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to this week in Black History. Tell us about it, Kia. Okay, guys, this week in black history, let's do it. This week in black history, April 18th, 1983, Alice Walker was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for the color purple. Ten days later, the novel would also win the American Book Award for fiction. I chose that because I actually didn't know um, that she won with that prize for the color purple. And that was also one of the dorms at my college, Montclair State. So I had to put that connection in there. And then April 23rd, 1872, Charlotte E. Ray became the first female Afro-American lawyer. Miss Ray graduated from Howard Law School. And I just thought that was pretty awesome because black women are awesome and we deserve to be highlighted. So that's this week in black history. Hey, fantastic. Um, So guys, for our episode today, this is going to be just like really loose and messy. Um my entire segment which I know it doesn't feel like I've done my segment in forever because we've just been having a lot of guests back to back um but my segment is talking about messy things answering you guys' questions so we just wanted to do that one of my favorite things on the internet right now has been this podcast called two hot takes where they read crazy reddit stories and discuss them so we're going to be taking a look at reddit today reading some stories from the am i the asshole what is it thread page discussion board whatever they call it on reddit reddit i guess you'd call it reddit the am i the asshole reddit subreddit i don't know i don't know anyway we're going to be diving into some of those stories and we're also going to answer some of your questions that you asked us on instagram do we have any on twitter key or not oh no usually people don't respond to those on twitter so i just let instagram okay okay well we have a handful from instagram so we'll answer those at at swell so which one do you want to read first kia what are my options um 
yeah, I'll, I'll give you two options and you can pick from them. Am I the asshole for wanting my sister to stay even after she objected at my wedding? Or am I the asshole for wanting what I think are normal updates from my wife? Ooh, let me get the second one real quick. So this is probably an easy one compared to what you all are used to dealing with. My wife and I have known each other for 20 years, dated for seven, been married for two. We have a 16-month-old daughter together and a great marriage, generally speaking. As long as we have known each other, we trust each other without exception regarding things like infidelity, abuse, or any of the serious life-altering bad decisions that can happen to a married couple. We have silly bickering type disagreements like I think most couples do, but there is never yelling as neither of us grew up in a home where that was common. And we prefer to talk about what went wrong and come to a mutual agreement as to how to keep it from happening again. Anyways, there is this one issue that has been a reoccurring disagreement between us that I'm wondering if I'm being unreasonable and should let it go. Or if I'm justified in my thinking. The wife grew up in a home where once of age, she was allowed to go out with friends, come home whenever, and her parents did not expect updates of any kind. I grew up with parents that also let me go out, but they wanted updates about where I was, who I was with, and when they could approximately expect me home. Now, excuse me. Now I can't get updates about anything from her as my spouse. I have told her time and time again that she is allowed to do what she wants, when she wants, and come home whenever you want. I'm your husband, not your boss. All I want to know is where you are and when you think you'll be home. And when there's a a change, please let me know so I'm not home worrying about you. But it doesn't happen. Today, she left town while I was at work, but she did not tell me, okay, honey, I'm getting on the road. Love you. I'll let you know when I'm there safe. She just left town and said nothing and likely would not have said anything when she arrived. I say I deserve these minor updates. She says, you know, I was leaving for town days ago. So why do I have to tell you again when I actually go? Do you think she's cheating on him? (laughs) Okay, that was my first thought. But just because he said they've been married for two years, like, why is this an issue now? Like, if you've been together for, like, nine years and this is just starting to be an issue, I'm getting cheating vibes. I don't know. I, I think... I think this has probably been an undercurrent thing that's annoying him for a while, but he just decided to take it to Reddit. That's okay. the the gist that I'm getting. Well, if that's the case, I think, like, it's more so, like, I definitely think he's not the asshole. I think he's right. Like, you are married to someone. You have a child together. Like, what if something happened to her baby and the guy needed to update her or, like, needed her to, like, pick up the baby's meds or something? Like, you have a child yeah. together. Um, you are, like, my, like... Um, emergency contact so like yeah i do need to know if something happens to you people are gonna come to me and be like what happened to her and i'm like oh, i don't know like that's weird i think it's normal to like just give an update i give an update to my friends like my friends on a date now i know where she is just to like know where she is um i think it's more so like in this case maybe he has to approach her with like hey 
I'm not being controlling. It's just because I generally love and care about you. And if anything were to happen to you, I'd like lose it. Kind of like reframing it in a way. But yeah, he's not the asshole. I agree. I don't think he's the asshole. And Reddit does not think that he's the asshole either. The majority of votes, you'll get like a tag on it that says asshole or not the asshole. And Reddit says that he's not the asshole. Um, I think that this is a safety and respect thing. I mean, I get wanting your independence, but mm, like you can still have your independence and let your partner know where you are for safety. And also, doesn't that kind of bring you closer to your partner? I'm not saying all the time, but being able to check in and, and knowing what they're doing, who they're with, you guys can kiki about it later, or talk about it later. I don't know. I, I just feel like why not you decided to be with this person why not let them know where you are and it doesn't have to be at all times but just it's enough. a level of trust too because I feel like for me if someone were to like not give me updates I just feel like I couldn't trust you and I feel like we're not like I'm not saying we have to be attached to the hip but like I do want to know like oh yeah my boyfriend's going to ex- a baseball game today we're not hanging out or whatever or like I don't know or I feel like I can at least call you and you not get defensive if I ask you like an update. Yeah, agreed. Um, one of the top comments on this is, nah, you both have different ways of operating. She is very independent and not used to reporting to anyone. You did slash do the check-in thing. I do think that it would be courteous to say I'm leaving on a road trip and let you know of the arrival. Don't think it's required, though, to advise when one is going to the grocery store type of thing. You two need to discuss and come to an agreement, which will likely require compromise on both sides. Yeah. Which? Compromise. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I have to tell you if I'm going to, like, get a coffee and you're like, where are you? Like, that shit's annoying. Exactly. I don't don't want you up my ass in that way. But if I have a 16-month-old and I'm just up and leaving, like, yeah, that's not that's that's not cool. That's not cool. Hey everyone, it is Kia here and we're taking a quick break to talk to you about some other podcasts you can support. So today I'm telling you about Body Liberation for All, which was created by Dahlia Kinsey, a black registered dietitian and author of Decolonizing Wellness. She created Body Liberation for All as a resource for QTBIPOC folks who are ready to become the happiest version of themselves using healing tools tailored for the BIPOC and LGBTQIA folks and all. Each season covers a broad range of tools such as sexual expression, indigenous medicine, mindfulness, etc. for the pursuit of happiness. Special guests and healers join throughout the season to share their journeys to inner peace and fulfillment. You can find the podcast at dialakenzie.substack.com or all any of your major podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Listen to Body Liberation for All. Uh-huh. Welcome to the candy shop. We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Hey. Welcome to the candy shop. Whoa. Welcome to the candy shop. 
We speaking on things you not. Just press play and let it rock. Hey, welcome to the candid shop. Oh, feel like we going through mad things. Gotta keep it real when they choose not. We gon' talk about it when the news drop. Welcome to the show where you know we don't fake this. Keep your opinion to yourself if it don't make sense. Hola, Podcast Nation. It's your girl, Candidly Kristen, and this is the Candid Shop trailer. This podcast was created to be an honest open space where real people can keep it candid about a wide range of relevant issues and topics. We get candid about everything from narcissistic relationships to starting a business and everything in between. With a unique blend of live stream shows where listeners can call in and interact with me and my guests in real time, pre-recorded episodes and bonus segments, you will always have something amazing to listen to. You can find us at www.thecandidshop.com or on Facebook, IG, and YouTube at The Candid Shop Podcast, and of course, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, that's always candid with a K. Subscribe, like, and follow so you'll be notified of new episodes, live shows, contests and giveaways, and premium member offers. I hope you'll come get candid with me soon, but until then, I want you all to keep it safe, keep it healthy, and keep it candid. Okay, um, next one. Okay, should we do Am I the Asshole for a homeless man asking for food and him telling me what to get him or him telling me what to get? Or am I the asshole for assuming I would be eating the dinner I cooked with the guy I'm dating and then getting upset when that's not the case. I want to hear both, but I'll, can I start with the second one just because you kind of teased it and I, I gotta yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, earlier, me and Marikia, we talked about this one a little bit. I teased it a little bit and they were like flabbergasted. So <laughs> they were flummoxed. So let's dive in. Wait, pause. I have to cough. The nigga was too stunned to speak. I love that trend on TikTok. I do too. Okay. Am I the asshole for assuming I would be eating the dinner I cooked with the guy I'm dating and then getting upset when that's not the case? So yesterday, I, 23 female, met with the guy I've been dating for the past year, 28 male. During the date, there was some friction, minor stuff. We ended up talking it out. I slept at his place. We live in different cities. And the following day, he asked me if I wanted to cook a nice meal together. It's something we do for fun and would be fun to make up for the shitty evening. I think he suggested this because he knows I like cooking and spending time with him. Great. Lovely idea. I was very excited to spend some quality time cooking and eating together because we're both foodies. So fast forward, we're walking through the supermarket getting groceries for some elaborate four-hour recipe we're going to make. We're walking past the veggie aisle or something when he suddenly mentions, yeah, by the way, help remind me to save some food for you so you'll have some as well. I'm like, uh, sorry? What do you mean save some food? Apparently, he has some friends coming over for dinner and I wasn't invited to stay and eat the actual dinner. He wanted me to cook a four hour long recipe with him, but failed to mention that I couldn't participate in the eating part. I don't understand. 
I got quiet and upset because I was looking forward to spending some quality time with him, eating some great food and making up for the not so fun date. I also felt stupid and unimportant because of this. He got irritated with me for making assumptions that I would stay over for dinner and then being quiet and upset and avoidant about it when he told me I couldn't. I told him I was actually quite upset and he didn't t- that he didn't tell me um, I couldn't eat the dinner. I would be cooking with him. He'd never asked me to stay for dinner. He just asked me to cook dinner with him and forgot to mention that I couldn't stay to eat it. He got mad at me for being upset and therefore avoidant about it. I can see why it can be frustrating when I get upset because I get very quiet and cold. I'm aware that this is a problem and I'm working on it. On the other hand, I feel like he should have communicated better and maybe cared about my feelings a little more. He normally is a great person and this incident incident feels way out of character. So, am I the asshole for assuming I would be eating the dinner I cooked with the guy I'm dating and then getting upset when that's not the case? Um, and then you could talk and then I'll read the updates. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is obvious. If you think she's an asshole, then you're an asshole. Um, I think uh, he is, what was the age again? Can you bring that back to me? 23 and 32? Uh, she's 23, he's 28. Oh, this is a this is a manipulation tactic. This is a gaslighting tactic. And okay, so that's what I was thinking. Her wording in it of kind of apologizing for being upset doesn't sit right with me your feelings are very valid for your boyfriend being like help me be be the scullery maid basically be my sous chef help me cook this four-hour meal and then you dip and we could put your shit in the fridge for later him being upset at her for having feelings about that him becoming upset at her and making a big deal about her being cold and avoidant and then putting the focus on that. I don't know if that's gaslighting per se, but it's definitely shifting the focus of the very valid reason as to it's why she's upset. I think it's that's gaslighting. Form of gaslighting. Okay. Yeah, because he's first of all, I think any I'm sorry, I'm a little weirded out by the 2823 thing. It's not the craziest thing, but like to one being 23 and being 28 is drastically different. It is. I'm sorry. I feel like he intentionally dated her because typically women who are 23, you know, the young 20s, they will kind of put up with anything. They'll kind of do whatever. They're very giving. I mean, I was speaking as someone who was in that phase and I was doing stupid shit left and right. And dudes were like taking advantage of that. And um, they were just, you know, she's going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, let her do whatever. Um, so I think there's something to said about the age and I feel like he's in, intentionally trying to like date a young person cause he knows that he can get away with things like this. And then when you have an ounce of like, Oh, that makes me feel shitty. He's going to try to put it on you or be like, well, why did you assume anyone that's an actual not dipshit and an actual loving partner would never say that that would never come out of their mouths. And I think mm-hmm. it's really shitty because, um, I even think about this like recently. I was telling you guys about the situation, how something bothered me, and I wanted to bring it up. 
in something like I felt I felt like I had to bring it up I felt more comfortable with this person bringing it up and then it kind of just hit me that like the reason I never felt comfortable bringing this type of thing up with other people is that I just knew in the back of my mind like they would gaslight me and be like well why did you mm-hmm. why did you feel that way like why did you do that but like when it's not a terrible person like you should sh- this this girl shouldn't even have it shouldn't even be an issue that she brought it up. Like, I'm your girlfriend. I feel hurt by this. If you care about me, why wouldn't you at least hear me out and we could discuss it? Except your first yeah. reaction is, let me gaslight her. Like, your boyfriend's an asshole. <laughs> he doesn't like you. I don't know. Yeah. And also, it doesn't make sense that you're making a meal that has leftovers for her, that has enough portions to have leftovers for her, but she can't stay to eat the meal. Would you do that to your mom? Like never exactly like this man would never do that to his mom. He would never ask his mom to come over, go grocery shopping together, cook together and be like, ma, the boys are coming. Get your ass out of here. I might bring you some shit tomorrow. I'm sure he wouldn't do that to his best friend. There either. you go. There you go. Would he? I'm sure he would not. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He would. He wouldn't do that to anyone. He like actually. Honestly, even someone you didn't even know, you wouldn't even do that. That's just straight up rude. Yeah. It's just rude. So here are some of the updates. Um, The writer said, I ended up not cooking the dinner with him because I didn't feel like it anymore. No homemade barbecue pulled pork for me. (laughs) Sad face. Um, She said that she referred to him as the guy I'm dating because they both date multiple people and aren't looking for something that feels like the classic girlfriend situation. Honestly, this leads me to wonder if he's making dinner for another hoe and that's why you can't come. That's honestly what that makes me question. And you're just a good cook. And there you go. He doesn't like you. I don't know. It just seems like. Yeah, I I don't think he likes you. I think you cook well and give him pussy. I think that's about it. And the whole like we're not looking for something traditional like bitch. Yes, you are. You're lying to yourself. I feel like. And two, Mm -hmm. he probably gaslit you into thinking that shit, too. Like, it's always the people Mm -hmm. like I was listening to guys who fucking they were all (laughs) Corinna is always like. The people that never want to be in, like, the monogamous relationship is typically the person that, like, can't even do that right, but somehow wants to date multiple people. It's like, you can't even (laughs) date one person right, right, but you want to go ahead and be like, I'm poly. You're not really poly, though. Like, you're actually just a piece of shit, and you're using poly as a way to, like, manipulate people, you know? Seems like this guy Mm -hmm. is like that. Like, oh, I don't love, like, traditional relationships. I think we should just... You know, you should come here, cook for me, give me pussy, and I should be able to kick you out. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. So someone commented and said, it would be kind of like telling someone, hey, I'm having a party tonight. Will you come over and help me get ready? Then kicking them out when the guests arrive because they're not actually invited. Totally absurd. I can't imagine what he was thinking. There you go. He was thinking, I don't like this bitch and I want someone to make this yeah. food. <laughs> exactly. He was like, I want someone to help me make this elaborate ass meal. That's what it I'm probably was for. for another girl. Cause why would you be doing that for your homie? Uh, why would you do that for your homie? Even if it was like business associates, wouldn't you want a cute girl there on your arms? So not only do they think you're banging at work, but you're banging in your social life too. I don't know. This just doesn't make sense. I think he was cooking dinner for another woman who he found more impressive than her yeah he was probably trying to do the bare minimum like babe come over i can cook yeah okay let's do 
am I the asshole? Homeless man asks for food, tells me what to get him. This happened to me <laughs> or happened to my ex-boyfriend too. So I'm excited to hear what it is. I'm, I was excited to read this too as a person who lives in New York City and is constantly accosted by homeless folk. Um, and have very nuanced and interesting feelings about it. Um, so anyway. <clears throat> Am I the asshole? Homeless man asks for food, tells me what to get him. I am a CNA. I wear scrubs. After work, I went to Beals? Bialis? I don't know what that is. Outlet to shop. It's a shopping outlet, but I don't know the brand. Anyway. Um, I got a good amount of stuff, three bags. When I walked out, there was a man sitting outside of the store. He chased me down to my car screaming, nurse, nurse. I'm not asking for money. I just need something to eat. I haven't eaten. I work hard for my money, as does everyone else. 12 hour shifts are not easy. So I do not give out money anymore because when I used to, people declined the food. Um... And always wanted cash. I have had my experiences. Anyway, I'm like, poor guy, but I don't have cash. Again, he said he didn't want money. He just wants something to eat. So I offered to go to McDonald's in my head. I was like, I'll get him two McChickens and a Coke. I shouldn't spend no more than $5. Because I wouldn't give someone on the street $5. I'd rather spend it on my children. While I was thinking this, the man says, can you get me a Big Mac with large fries and a Coke? It caught me off guard. Now, I am a person who cannot say no. All my life, I struggle when I am put under pressure. I freeze up and feel like I owe people a yes. It really sucks. I wanted to say no, but I couldn't. So I said yes. In my mind, I'm thinking, that's like $8. Sorry, but no. So I lied and said yes and just left. My husband says I'm an asshole for making that man wait. But hear me out. I feel like if you are hungry, you would appreciate anything someone can give you. Am I the asshole? Wait, I'm sorry. Her husband said she's the asshole for what? For lying to the man, lying to the homeless man and making him wait. What did she lie and say? She said that she was going to buy him food, and then she got in her car and left. <laughs> Wait, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't pick that up. You didn't pick up on that? No. Wow. That, that, she said. That is kind of fucked up. She, she said, I wanted to say no, but I couldn't. So I said yes. In my mind, I'm thinking that's $8. Sorry, but no. So I lied and said yes and just left. Yikes. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. Part of me is like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up if you said yes and he was excited for food and then you just dipped. That's a little fucked up, but also it's your money. You did work. You have kids. You have people to support. Um, I guess you could have said no, but that's an awkward situation because I feel like in that situation, like you don't know homeless people's mental state or if they have like a knife or gun on them. And if she would have said no in that moment, like you don't know what could have happened. So like, I just want people to be mindful of that. Um, and I do think it's rude. I've had that same thing happen when I was at um, a fast food restaurant and this woman went up to me and my ex-boyfriend and was like, can, can you buy me something? And I said no, because I just say no to, to that because I'm, I don't know what's going on there. Like, I, I just say no. Um, and also, I've, I haven't had the best interactions with homeless people, to be honest. 
But this is the second time that my ex-boyfriend got into, like, an argument with a homeless person, which I wish he would have not done that because you don't know how to fight. I'm 5'4", and I'm not fighting homeless people. But this dumbass was like, sure. He goes up, orders something, like, real cheap on, like, the uh, dollar menu, gives it to her, and she's like, oh, I wanted X, Y, and Z. And he, like, kind of throws the bag and is like, you're going to get that. And I'm like, see, we could have just avoided the situation if you didn't just do that. But I just thought it was rude that she was like, yeah, I didn't want that. I want it like this. And if you're really homeless and if you really need something to eat, like, I I don't know. I do think it's a little like, how are you going to ask for like a Big Mac meal when like you should be happy I'm getting you like any type of food? I don't know. I guess I feel 50-50 on it. Is, it is fucked up to give a homeless person hope and then dip. Like, that is, that, that's a little foul, but, like, it is your money, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I have so many feelings about this because on one end, it is so difficult when you are minding your business and a homeless person specifically like chases you down and asks you for something because there are so many misconceptions and not only misconceptions but truth too about homeless people I feel like there is a decent percent chance that nothing's going to happen to you when you are approached by a homeless person. I've been approached to a homeless person 90 11 times and nothing has ever happened. I disagree. I disagree but on that though. What are the have, stats of like homeless I don't and I don't know the stats. I don't know the stats, but I think it might be one of those things where we think they're more violent than they actually are. We can look up the stats, but I don't know if I feel like if I were to count experiences of people that I know, it would be one out of five had actually had a violent experience. You know what I mean? But I will say like also, said, Janae, you I, are six foot tall. Like that is. And that's another thing. I'm six foot tall. Like, I don't think people don't are going to I don't think people are going to like scrap with you like that. Like they're not going to yeah. like come up to you and be like, I can beat this bitch. Like, you know, but like someone who is like five one, like yeah there's a little difference of like okay if she doesn't give me what i want i know i can like take advantage of her simply on size that's very valid that's kia that's such a valid point that i really did not think about because i'm just kind of like i feel like if a homeless person approaches you and especially if they ask for food instead of money they're probably really hungry and that's why they they probably are yeah they probably are but you still don't know like the mental capacity of that person and like they could have a knife Or some like they're still trying to defend themselves on the streets, like you yeah. don't know what's yeah. what's what's there. So I'm just saying, like I totally get her being like clamping up and like being like maybe it was a safety thing and like dipping. Yeah, and I've also had an experience when I lived in Bed Stuy. There was this man. I was walking into the corner store. He asked me if I could buy him a sandwich. I was like, sure, I'll buy you a sandwich. Um, he gets what he wants, thanks me, leaves. And then someone in the corner store who lived on my block was basically like, he's not homeless. Um, he's mentally disabled. He eats through his social security check within the first week he gets it and then begs people for money. And then I was like, oh shit. So, okay, we got that out about homeless people. Now about 
the person who wrote in, which on Reddit, they call the person who wrote in OP, which I don't know what that stands for. But anyway, OP. I think that it's really, really messed up to give with stipulations. If you've decided to give to someone, don't sit here and 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 make scruples over four damn dollars. It's not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. You just went shopping, honey. For the difference between paying three dollars, four dollars, and eight dollars when you have bags. Come on, girl. But I don't know. That's Wait, ridiculous. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's ridiculous. Hold on, I gotta defend her because I just I don't know everyone's financial so i agree with you to us it does look like three dollars whatever but as someone who actually did work at mcdonald's and saw the people that would buy mcdonald's there are times where people would come and i would maybe get the change wrong and they'd be like i'm so sorry to do this but like we are really not in a good financial state and i really do need that nickel or dime and she does have kids it is covid she's a nurse I don't know a thousand percent. I'm just saying she's not a nurse. She's not a nurse. She's not a nurse. What is she? No, she's a CNA. But but we still scrubs. And that's why you thought she was a nurse. We still don't know. Like maybe she's taking care of like an elderly parent or maybe she's paying off a lot of debt. I I don't know. I'm just saying like, yes, in the grand scheme of things, three to four dollars is not a lot. But I'm just trying to give a little bit of grace to people's financial situations because you just never know what they're actually like do need that money for and that's very true but we can extend that same grace towards a, a homeless person who had a hankering for a damn big mac i just feel you like can have a hankering for a give, big mac that's fine you can't get the big mac yourself which means you have to I rely just, on someone to give you that big mac which is true but i just feel like if you're gonna choose to give then that which frankly did she choose to give I don't think she, so. got she didn't rushed. want to give to him, period. She, got, she bum got bum rushed and didn't know what to do. And I just feel like if you take that L then, it's $3, take that L. Don't lie to this man, get his hopes up, and then leave. I think that's messed up. It is and messed up. And if you up. just went shopping, girl, you can you can afford to spend an extra $3. It's not that deep if you just went shopping. You don't know it's what she $3. went shopping for, but she was shopping for diapers and shit. Kears. She <laughs> said she was at a damn outlet. Girl said she was at an outlet. I don't know. I'm trying to get Girl said she was at an outlet. Homegirl went to Lord and Taylor and was having herself a little day and did some shopping. And that's it. She got bum rushed and has not learned how to stand up for herself and say no when she really wants to say no. And that's the root of the damn problem, actually. Damn. Because you don't have to you don't have to give someone your money. You really don't. The issue is, is that you haven't figured out how to stand up for yourself and say, no, I don't want to do that yet. That's true. It does take time. That's the issue. I feel like that's when I was first living, working in New York City, I was always like giving and then I, I got annoyed because. So many times, like, it, like, backfired in my face. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not giving anymore. And I, I hate to be like that. But it's, like, there's a lot of times where people were scamming. I thought they were homeless. I would see, like, money, you know, a lot of money, like, somewhere else. Um, i give someone a nickel or a penny, a nickel or something. And they'd be like, what am I going to do with this? I gave someone a whole loaf of bread who I thought was homeless. And he was like, what am I going to eat with this? And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> see, all niggas can rot because I'm not giving you. See, but. Stuff like that doesn't deter me because I'm just kind of like, I took the L, whatever. Like, I don't need I, to I've take had the situations L, like that. 
I I look at it as I'm giving from the kindness of my heart and that's it. Well, the kindness that's is it. gone. The kindness is gone because if I, I I give you my food that I actually fucking worked hard and paid for and I'm giving it to you for free and you have the audacity to be like, no, when you're begging me, the kindness is gone. Okay. And now everyone's taking that L because I don't need to take more See, L's. And I just look at it like... You know, one person could really, really need this and thank me from the bottom of their heart. And this granola bar that's been washing around in the bottom of my bag can really help. Unless it's black children or that's it. Unless they have black children. If I see black children, that's the only people I'm giving to. Nah, that's it. I only give to people of color. I don't give to white people. I don't give to white people because I frankly, I don't. But I have been in situations where. You know, there there was this one homeless man on the train. He had this whole little rap about how he wanted nickels, quarters, and dimes. Oh, that's cute. And um, me and Rachel were together, actually. And I had a whole bunch of change, so I handed him my change. And he picked out my nickels and my quarters and dimes and said, I don't take pennies, miss. <laughs> and um, then he tried to hit on me. <laughs> He asked me if I had a boyfriend. He asked me if I had a boyfriend. And you see, I've had experiences like that. I've had so many experiences like that. But still, I'm like, this one person is probably dealing with a lot of mental health issues or is just a really shitty bad person. But this other person is probably a good person that has not had nearly as much privilege as I've had. And whether they use this money to go buy some crack or they use this money to buy themselves some socks, that ain't none of my no, business. No, you're right. It's gone. You're right. I decided to give, so it's gone. You're it's right. done and it's right. fine. Well, I can't, even, fine. I can't even give because niggas be throwing that shit back in my face. So like, fine. Yeah, that might be that might be the height difference because no one's ever really been aggressive aggressive with me before. It might be because I'm part of Big Bitch University. <laughs> that might really just be it. But I'm kind of like doo 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 five quarters. I'll give it to you. Um, but anyway, let's <laughs> let's read one of the comments here. You're the asshole. You offered to go to McDonald's, then got offended when he asked for a McDonald's. Then you lied to him, got his hopes up, and let him, and left him waiting there. Wow, I really hope you don't fall on hard times and meet someone as uncaring as yourself. Damn. You are not obligated to give him food or money if you don't want to, but don't lie to someone like that. You were too cowardly to say no, so you took the easy way out for yourself. At the expense of someone else. I agree. How many people voted for her to be the asshole? Is it more or less? It doesn't say how many uh, people voted for you to be the asshole. Um, it just has an asshole tag on it. And there are moderators, I think, that decided. I'm still new at Reddit, so I'm not sure. Um, someone else commented saying, I don't think OP handled it well, but it's also weird to be shocked someone would be offended that you asked for IIRC, the most expensive meal on the menu. OP should have the right, wait, sorry, I'm butchering this. OP should have right then and there said she's not getting him the most expensive option and was actually thinking more along the lines of ordering off the value menu. But this is 
pretty choosing beggars material immediately jump for the most expensive option when a stranger was offered to buy you something. I've been in poverty and even imagining pulling that was some with someone gives me secondhand embarrassment from the ask, which I agree with that too. Our next partner has a product that's great for improving gut health, increasing energy, and helping optimize the immune system. If you take pills or vitamins and want a supplement that actually tastes good, Athletic Greens may be for you. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Take it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Are you a true crime fan looking to add a new show to your list of favorites? Are you interested in learning about cases that you've probably never even heard about? Hi, I'm Kayla, one of your hosts here at Black True Crime, where my sister and I research and discuss murders committed by black offenders. From their upbringing to their complete moral demise, we discuss it all. Anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy the show, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Black True Crime releases new episodes every week and is available wherever you get your podcasts. So start listening today. We can't wait for you to join us. Do we have any more or are we going to listener questions? Um, we have more. Do you want to read more or go to listener questions? Maybe we can read one more. Yeah, let's read one more. This is fun. Okay. I'll just read what we have left and you can choose. Okay. Am I the asshole for wanting my sister to stay even after she objected to my wedding? Am I the asshole if I refuse to work somewhere else? Am I the asshole... For telling my wife it's gross to feed our child breast milk that isn't hers. Those are what we have left. Uh, I'm debating between the breast milk or the wedding. Mm. Which one do you feel? The wedding one was interesting. Both both are very interesting. I guess wedding. No, no. Which one Yeah, did you let's say? do wedding. wedding. Okay. Let's do wedding. Yeah, I was leading towards wedding too. Wedding. Am I the asshole for wanting my sister to stay even after she objected to my wedding? My sister does not like my husband and has spent the last three months trying to convince me not to get married to him. Up until the last second before the ceremony, she was still trying to convince me to run away, despite our dad warning her that she wouldn't like the consequences if she was the reason the wedding didn't happen. The reason my sister doesn't like him is their personalities clash and she thinks he's like our dad and I'll be miserable being married to him. Another thing she is, feels, 
grammatical errors, y'all. Um, she feels like he embarrassed me since he used to sleep around before, even though we weren't together at the time, because pretty much everyone knew he would eventually marry me. She ended up objecting during the ceremony. Our uncle dragged her away and everybody pretended it never happened, although I could see my husband, dad, and some of my in-laws were angry. Once the ceremony was over, I followed my dad because I knew he was going to yell at her. He was planning to have her sent back to the hotel with my uncle, but I said I didn't want her to go. My dad pretty much ignored me and only agreed to let her stay when my husband said it was okay if she stayed as long as she didn't cause another scene. My dad was angry at me and told me I was a wife now and I needed to start acting like it. While my husband never said anything about her staying, I don't think he was happy about either and I know his parents definitely weren't since they made remarks about her multiple times during the reception. Am I the asshole? Uh, I don't know. This is tricky. I would say no. Because it's her sister and her wedding. And if she wants her sister at her wedding, then that's her decision. Um, If her husband doesn't have a real issue with it, then... I mean, I don't know. Also, I think it's weird that her her dad was like, you're a wife, act like it. Like, sir, shut the fuck up. Um, Yeah. What do you think? I... Obviously, we only know what the moderator has given us, right? What OP has given us. And I don't know why, but I'm on the sister's side. Although I don't know. I'm like, if your sister doesn't like a guy that you're with, he, he probably ain't shit. I agree with that, And too. I'm also feeling a bit of weird energy with the misogyny. Or with misogyny. Your sister says that your husband is just like your father which is why she doesn't like him Mm -hmm. red flag yep red flag number two you say my sister acted crazy but i want her to say your father is blacking on your sister and not listening to you and then only listens to your husband your husband but not his own flesh and blood and what they want yeah i don't know so i'm kind of like maybe i don't necessarily think the sister was bugging and i think your husband probably was sleeping with half the town and probably is a piece of poop. But anyway, is she the asshole for wanting her sister to stay at the wedding? I'm going to go with no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because it's like, okay, everyone is probably uncomfortable now that she's staying. Everyone's uncomfortable, but it's like everyone's probably uncomfortable from this marriage too you know like it seems like everyone knows that your husband's sleeping around it seems like everyone knows that there's tension between you your family his family everyone in between so like does it matter like it already happened like okay Mm -hmm. just avoid her you know it's just like i do think there is something more to be said of like because i feel like if anything like your siblings know your parents the most along with you and like if your parents like i i feel like if, if my sister and i would be like these are things that we don't want in men because the men in our family act a certain way. And if she were to tell me the guy you're dating literally acts like this, I would be like, oh, shit, she knows a thousand percent. Like, that's not something you're, like, off about. Like, that's not something you just say. Like, you you probably know. And, and your dad kind of proved that he's a piece of shit because he didn't listen to you. He didn't listen to the husband, told you to act like a wife. Like, 
So, yeah, it seems like your sister's probably in the right. And I don't think it's wrong for her to say, like, you're, you guys probably have the tightest bond out of everyone in that, in that wedding. So I got the feeling from reading this that this was a from a conservative community. I got the feeling that this was a Muslim Jewish community type thing. Uh, the first comment says that it's an edit. Um, OP has admitted in another comment that this is an arranged marriage. You could call it that, according to them, which is still an effy way of saying of saying it. However, with this new information now, it becomes a wonder if the sister is trying her damnedest to keep OP from getting married to toxic marriage surrounded by controlling horrible men. This is beyond Reddit and my ability, and I'm taking away my judgment because of it. Okay, So, so the person's right. basically saying, yeah, the person's saying she's, she's taking away her judgment. She continues. Um, original comment before new info. How many chances are you going to give your sister? Your dad's comment could come off as misogynistic, but I read it as your priority as a wife is to stand by your husband and not let sister treat him like this. Your husband is your family now, yet you repeatedly let your sister treat him like garbage, even on the day that is supposed to be about you and him. Grow a backbone and tell your sister to piss off. That's that's tricky because I do. He probably that's fit, valid. It's valid, but to an extent, because I do agree that yes, you're you you. He didn't say it the right way. You are entering marriage that is like your partner, but I do think like that doesn't mean you tell your sister to fuck off. Like I think that's extreme. I think you can tell your sister like, hey, it's my day. Do we mind like just like you know, allowing this for it is a little selfish of the sister to like make it about her, but I think it's also like. If it is a random marriage, how well does she know this guy? Like, she's known her sister her whole life. Like, this guy mm-hmm. is just kind of like a random guy. And also, you don't really know this guy. Like, he could be, like, abusive. Do you just say, I'm going to stick beside him? Like, I feel like that's a dangerous mindset yeah. to go in to be, like, just stick beside them no matter what. No, there's fucking limitations. And I'm not going to box my sister. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not. No matter what she does. Even if she brought a gun yeah. to this wedding, I'm not boxing my sister. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely think this commenter hit it like nail on the head where it's like if I'm looking at this without my own biases and without my own kind of wonderings about the open marriage and how well you know this person and all of those things, I get saying you're marrying this person now and they're going to be your partner for life. So you need to stand by them and value them and love them and your family at some point should take a back seat however with the new information like that's how people get I'm into by my sister. I don't know. I, that's how people get into sticky situations yeah because your husband yeah. that doesn't mean your husband's always right like it doesn't it doesn't mean your husband's always right at all it does not and that, um, that's how you get a Nicki Minaj like oh I'm gonna stick beside him even though he's a pedophile it's like nigga what Yeah. But once again, I understand the argument of if your family doesn't like something, but you choose to be with this person and let's take the misogyny, let's take the arranged marriage, let's take all that stuff out of it. Simply put, 
your sister's been talking shitty about mm. someone that you're choosing to spend the rest of your life with. You're making this choice. Therefore, you need to stand up for that person you're choosing to be with. I agree. You made the choice. And that's where you do have to, like, at least say something. Um, because you did choose to, like, ultimately marry this person. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Enough on Reddit. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I personally just love listening to this stuff and and thinking what would I do what would I not do yada da yada da this that the third um let's answer some of our listener questions um so on one of our stories we posted ask us all your messy situational questions and we got one from there uh a youngin messaged us saying how to deal with mean white girl classmates when you're the only black person for mile. For mile. I don't know. Kia, you want to answer? Oh, that was the question. Okay. Um, yeah. I've no classmates. Man, how young is she? Damn. Uh, yeah, this person's young. I'm trying to operate. Okay, so if she's in high school, middle school, I would say... Oh, luckily I never had to deal with this to an extent. I just kind of like faded in the background and like ignored them. Like I never like I don't know if this is the best advice, but I feel like this is one of those. And you had a twin sister. Wait, what? I said, and you had a twin sister, so like you were never really alone. No, I wasn't really alone, but we weren't always in the same classes together. Like, mm. if, if it's a certain class and, like, I'm the only one. Like, definitely, like, history class and you're the only one. Oh, traumatic. But um, I think, like, I, I don't know. Part of me is, like, if they're saying shit, like, stand up and, like, be, like, nah, y'all, y'all got to chill. But then part of me is, like, just, like, ignore them and be, like, white people are going to white. And, like, this is temporarily, like, school's temporarily. Like, they're miserable. You're never going to have to deal with them after this class. Um that that's how I would operate in high school, but like I was a different person in high school. In college, you would have, we would have scrapped maybe if it, if it took that far. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to scrap you over it, but I would have like probably cursed you out, and that would have been enough for you to like buckle buckle down a little bit. Um, so I think it depends on your like personality. Like if you're an introvert, like yeah, just like take a step back, do some reframing, be like this is temporary. Like let let the white people white. I don't know. But if you want to box them, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with boxing them. This is hard to answer as a 28-year-old because I know that my mind now is way different from my mind when 10 years ago when I was 18. So like 28-year-old Janae is like, there ain't nothing wrong with being alone eating lunch. Mm-hmm. 28-year-old Janae is like, Cuss them white girls out and keep it moving. And if people don't like you, if people think that you're the angry black girl, so be it. Put your little iPod on, read some webtoons, and be your own best friend. And that's on period. And the people who like you, the people who are attracted to you will naturally gravitate it is hard when you're in a setting like high school though like you know there's like clicks and shit and you got to see these motherfuckers every day every day and then on top of that there's this fear of being alone in high school like i was so afraid to sit and eat lunch alone because i was afraid that everyone would be looking at me like i was an outcast so i always ended up being around people that i didn't really like because I was just afraid to be alone, 
You know what I mean? And like you said, you have to see these people every single solitary day. And if they develop that pack mentality, which I'm pretty sure they already have, then that just, it makes your life harder. So I definitely, as a 28 year old, want to say that it gets better and don't be afraid to be alone. I know it sucks, but you'll feel better on your own not being around people who make you feel bad than assimilating to them and trying to fit in with them. And people will naturally come to you. They always do. That's true. It is easier said than done, so I totally get, get where you're coming it's, from. It's way easier said than done, so I feel for you. Um, let's move on. We also asked you guys, uh, what questions do you have about dating two plus years into a panorama pandemic? Um, someone wrote, for my single homies, how are the, what's the word? The sex appointments going? The dick appointments? Yeah, but they put like an eggplant slash kitty emoji. Oh, okay. So like what, is there a general term for I don't know. I, it all? I just always hear it. I don't know. That's why I said sex appointment because I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, how are the dick appointments going? I mean, mm-hmm. I would say it was non-existent for like a solid year at least. Yeah. Like at least a year. Just because, just because you're single doesn't mean you're, you're throwing it back every night. Like, yeah, absolutely not. It's been a dry ass two years. Yeah. I would, Honestly. Yeah. I would say it's, it's been pretty dry. I feel like from March, 2020 to like, I think I had someone lingering from 2019 that I was, I think I first saw him in like June, July when like things like the cases first started going down. But that was like, it was like him for like a solid year and I only saw him like three times during that year. And I never met anyone mm-hmm. new until like March 2021. So it took like a year at least to meet anyone new. Mm-hmm. And then no shade, homie homie couldn't get erect so it was still looking quiet for your girl <laughs> it was, so even when i finally did get someone new it was looking quiet and uh yeah i mean i'm not gonna give y'all my whole like fucking life but like just just know it was quiet for your girl and she's trying to to, yeah. to redeem herself in march 2022 oh it's april 20 <laughs> april 2022 yeah during the pandemic for me i honestly went on a handful of dates and the majority of those are pretty bad Um, And then the encounters that I had that got past that were still pretty bad. So I, it's not good. I think everyone is very frustrated with dating. I think that's like a consensus right now happening with men and women. Like it's not going well for anyone. I will say if you are going to, for me at least, like living in the Northeast, like I don't even try to do it in the winter because I know I'm miserable I know I'm not going to go out and leave my house to meet anyone new. So for the winters, it was looking real quiet for your girl because I wasn't even trying. But I will say if you're similar to me and you like, you know, you can actually have the energy to go out. I would say maybe try it the spring like if, if you feel comfortable with cases going down. If you feel comfortable like getting vaccinated and um, what's it called? Boosted. Um, and you want to meet some people, I would say like now, like spring, summer would be maybe a better time because flu and virus season is in the winter and fall and the cases probably will go up then. 
so you might want to lock someone down before then I don't know that's that's what I'm thinking yeah like we talked about in this episode I don't know how to do any of this I'm just figuring it out so whatever um next it's ghetto out here how do I start dating I don't know I feel like we kind of I don't know I feel like we kind of touched on this we covered this yeah, I feel like yeah. if, if, again, it's about being intentional. If you actually want to date, you can't just be in your house and be like, oh, my God, dating's trash, and then never go out, never actually go out and talk to someone, never put yourself on a date. Like, again, this is the matchmaker Maria mindset where it's like intentionally every day at, like, maybe 6 o'clock, set an alarm and be like, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes to swiping and conversating, with, conversing with people or whatever. And I know it sounds mm-hmm. weird, but, like, Generally, that's what you have to do. Like, I, like you have to make your intentions known. Like, I'm going to try to date. Okay, let's do that. I'm going to try to, like, keep up with the conversations. And I would also say, like, be intentional about, like, you don't want to be a pen pal. You don't want to just talk to niggas for free. You want to, like, actually go on dates. So, like, push them a little. Be like, when am I going to see you? Like, make them make them do it. I've had to do that. I had to give people a little push. It worked in my favor. But, like, do it. And if, and if, and if the push doesn't work, okay, get out of my face. Like, you're wasting my time. Yeah. Like, you got to be intentional. You got to actually set time for it. You have to actually be consistent with it. Keep up with the conversation. It takes a lot of energy, but you got to do it. If you're going to go out with your friends, go out with your friends. Make an effort to talk to one guy. Just one. Go up to him. Talk to him. Maybe next time make it two. Next time make it three. Go out, like, once a month. Like, set these things sign up for a matchmaker i went on matchmaker date do that sign up for the database like use all the things that you can so you know at the end of the day oh i'm trying if it's not working out then it's just not meant to me but at least i'm trying and i feel like if you do try you will get a return on your investment you will Mm -hmm. it's a numbers game all that positive kia coming in full effect it's not even positive Um, it's just like what i did positive kia oh my god (laughs) It's positive Kia coming in full effect. Um, Our last question. If a guy takes more than a day to text you after you slept together, is he only using you for shacks? Juicy. Yeah, juicy. Juicy. Um, This is a really good question, and I don't think it's that simple. I honestly, in my heart and mind, feel like and I feel like this has been something that's been talked about in the past that if a guy wants to date you long term he'll want to do that whether you guys slept together on the first date or not and I think if he doesn't see you as a long-term partner then he won't I don't think that if he didn't text you right after the date that is cause for red flag. I understand making it like I understand like that's uncomfortable. We've all been there where you have sex with a guy and he doesn't message you or text you and you're like, shit, shit, I gave all the milk away. (laughs) I'm a cow and I'm for free. And you're (sighs) upset and you're sad. And what I say to that is honestly, truthfully, if he liked you to begin with, whether he texted you or not, you're going to hear from him. If he didn't like you that much, you're going to be confused and questioning, and you may or may not hear from him, but it probably won't be like a like a sustainable outcome. 
I don't know if that answered the question or if that was helpful. Kia, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, my thoughts on this. Yeah, well, I mean, listening to Girls Gotta Eat, the texting episode did help a little bit because it's like there's so many different texting styles and communication styles that the way that I think might not be the way someone else thinks. So they might be thinking, it's fine if I don't text her. I'll text her in a day. She'll be fine. In my head. Or I don't want to crowd you. Yeah, I don't want to crowd you. Um, In my head, I'm thinking, if you don't text me right after I leave you, you hate me. I'm anxious. I'm little going a little cuckoo. Um, and I'm like, oh, my God, they don't like me. They were just using me for sex. That is not always the case. Probably nine times out of ten, it's not the case. Um, but that, that's what I think. And someone else doesn't think that. It, I mean, we can also talk about, like, attachment styles. Like, someone who's an avoidant attachment style would be like, I don't need to talk to her for, like, a week. But someone who's anxious would be like, no, like, I need to talk right away. So I think it's just, like, everyone's different. Yeah. Like, uh, things that have helped me in these situations are, like, you don't know what you don't know. And that has helped me so much because even when I'm mad at my friends, I'm like, my friend fucking did this, da 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 And then it's, like, really my friend just, like, lost her phone or something. Like, it's just you don't yeah. know what you don't know. Um, but I do agree with Janae because I that also helped me reframe things where it's, like, if a guy – kind of knows where I, where I stand with him. He already knows, like, this girl's wifey. I'm just trying to fuck her, whatever. And that and I just want to make it clear that that's not about me. It's about them. Like, if they're not ready yeah. for a relationship, every girl's going to be in that category, you know? It's not, it's not just about me. Yeah. Um, but if they do want to be in a relationship and they do like me, it doesn't matter if I sleep with him on the first date or the ninth. It's not really going to change the value that they see in me or, like, the potential in me. Yeah. If they were going to, and and that's the same thing, if they were going to use me for sex, I could drag this shit out for 20 dates. Niggas will play a game and they'll still fuck me on the 20th date and still leave me. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. And just like, don't take that shit personal. Cause like, yeah, I feel like only women do that. Like you never really hear men like thinking about this shit. We're always like, Oh, did I give it away too soon? Did I play the game wrong? Da 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 da. It's like, at the end of the day, you can't change these people's mind. Like, you know, you really can't. I mean, a guy could text you the moment after you guys have sex and you guys are still laying in bed together. And that does not mean that he's ready to make you his wife. Like it means literally nothing. He could text you right after you guys have sex and be like, that pussy good, but have absolutely no intentions. of. He could have a girlfriend at home. So he could have he could text you right after sex and then go home to her laying in bed next to her and text you like it it don't at the end of the day i think the way to address this which we all struggle with i am queen struggling with of asking yourself what you want what you're comfortable with and moving from that and stop wondering what does he want what is he thinking what does this mean that he did no be like what do i want do I want to text him after we had sex? Yeah. Do I want to talk to him? And communicate. Did I like this? Yeah, I feel like communicate with him too. Like, if you would just want to be like straight up, like, what do you want from me? What do you want from this? Like, whatever dynamic this is, and like, tell him like, be straight up with me, and then assess. Like, and I will say, niggas will still lie. Okay, you can ask them that; they will still lie. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if it makes you feel better, talk to them about it, and then reassess. Yeah. yeah reassess and always ask yourself what do i 
What do I want? And go with that. This this is more so me talking to myself because I constantly get in that mental gymnastics of what does he want? What is he thinking? What will make him happy? Instead of asking myself. And then I ask myself and I'm like, wait, I don't even like him like that. And I'm like, why was I bugging? Why was I tripping it's over an, a guy that I don't even it's like? It's an ego thing. Yeah, it's an ego thing. It's a patriarchy thing. It's how we've been socialized. It's a lot all at once. It's a lot. But anyway, that's all for our listener questions. I mean, we've been gabbing on here for a while, so I think we ready to head out. You ready, Kia? Yeah, this was super fun. I felt like it was like 10 minutes. Wow. No, babes, it was a while. Yeah, okay, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. You can talk to us on social media at sufficientlyblk. Email us at sufficientlyblackpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us so you don't miss any new episodes. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.